London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative, educational and entertaining content covering all aspects of property. Welcome back to our listeners. Today we are discussing how do you choose the right agent for your property type. My colleague Leslie and I are going to uh, discuss some of the common questions that come up uh, when people are trying to choose the right agent. Okay, so how do you choose the right agent? So a lot of the times people just go to the agent that's at the end of their road or uh, somebody who's advertised a lot and, uh, you know, gotten their attention. And what's actually really important is to remain realistic because a lot of people that come through your house are going to be very enthusiastic and they're going to brag about uh, you know, how they've got so many people that are looking, they're going to value your property as optimistically as they can because they want to win the instruction. So I think the most important thing is, first of all, to remain realistic and listen to everybody before you make any decisions. Okay, so what sort of questions would you ask? I mean, I'm talking about the agent here. Uh, I presume it's important that you have some sort of relationship and you know what sort of agent they are. So what sort of questions would you ask if you were a seller? So I think, first of all, uh, as a seller, you should try and identify the profile of the type of person who's likely to want to buy your property. Obviously, you know, it's not a science. And, you know, some people might buy a family home as a rental investment and, and, you know, buy something that might be useful for their children in the future and they're based overseas and they want to make a medium long-term investment. But what I'm trying to say is, that it's important to know that, you know, your property is in which category so that when you come to to choose the agent, you are zoning in on the agent who's got the right type of relationships with those profile of buyers. Um, so that's 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 a very important uh, deciding factor of who you decide to give the property to, because they're the ones who are most likely to get the highest price possible. Right. I suppose it's also important to look at their performance. What sort of things are you looking for to see how well they do? Well, track record is really important. And obviously, uh, as as a home owner, uh, the amount of research you can do is, is getting increasingly more uh, accurate and, and available with, with, with the use of the internet. But... Um, what we tend to do for, for our clients uh, when they come to us and say we want to sell a property is we look into the archives and we identify track records based on what's happened, let's say, in the past 12 months. We look at people who've had properties uh, on the market that are similar to the profile of the property that we're trying to sell. And um, we invite in, you know, two to three key people based on um, who's sold the most, who's recently sold something and might have disappointed um, buyers, um, and also price point, because somebody might be really active in your area, but they might be really active in your area for smaller units or bigger units and not really your property type. So those are all things that when somebody comes to ask, asking us to help uh, find a selling agent, we look into for them. Yeah, a lot of people put a great store by market share. What do you? What are the pros and cons when when looking at market share? I mean, what would you advise? Well, it just goes back to the the, the previous question. I think it's really important to uh, make sure that their market share is in the relevant 
price bracket and the relevant um, property type. Because when people are known for, for certain activity in the marketplace, then they get a lot of repeat calls from other other agents, from buying agents, from other buyers. They get recommended um, uh, for, from people who've dealt with them before. So, uh, you know, how they perform for that property type. This is, you know, it keeps coming up again and again, but that is really, really important in choosing the agent. And, and, and a lot of times, historically, people would just go, to the agent on the high street closest to their property or, you know, the one who had the snazziest advertising got their attention. But actually, it's if you get it right, you maximise the price that you get for your property. So a lot of it's about process. Uh, uh, what sort of detail should a seller be looking? It's important to understand what the agent that you appoint is planning to do, how they're going to go about it. What's their strategy? Are they going to go straight to market? Are they going to go to buying agents first? Um, are they going to go to a list of uh, registered applicants? Are they going to do it all at the same time? Are they going to stage it? You know, the, there's different strategies and different property types and different times of year require a, a different approach. So that's, that's really important um, to make sure you understand what they plan to do. And when you have these conversations with selling agents, a lot of the times the right one, uh, the conversation will flow very naturally and you will, you'll be able to tell very easily from those conversations uh, that somebody's going to have the capability to deliver, whereas another person might be a really hard worker and will, will do what it takes and work seven days a week, but are they going to perform in the shortest possible time to get you the highest possible price? Right. So you're saying here really that the individual matters. The individual's key. A lot of the times that is what we recommend to people. Obviously, an agency has a reputation and does all the marketing and that's what people know them for. But increasingly, that one person who's actually going to be handling your property, giving you feedback, uh, dis deciding what strategies you should, you should use is, is, is the very key person. Okay, let's talk about money now. Uh, what sort of fees are we sort of looking at? So compared to, to a lot of other places in the world, uh, the fees that are charged in, in, in this country are really, really tiny. Um, this is partly because it's an unregulated market. There's no barriers to entry. And, and I hate to say it, but you know, almost anyone with a mobile phone can be an agent. So you, 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 you get a lot of cheap deals. And what we always say is don't, don't be tight with the fees, you know, because 1%, half a percent up and down compared to the amount of value you can gain by paying a proper fee is, you know, you can't measure the two things. So what we always say is enable the agent to market the property right. In London, there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of people work uh, with each other. And the sooner they're able to bring in colleagues and pay the colleagues a proper fee in order to give your property the right exposure, the better. And it's amazing how many times, you know, you, you, you hear people really happy that they saved 1%, but then that 1%, 
paid could have made them get half a million pounds more for their property. So, you know, in the bigger scheme of uh, things, it's really important to pay a proper fee, to get a proper service, to get the right type of exposure. Right. And you were talking about collaboration and how it could be more than one person. How does commission sharing work? So behind the scenes, um, when a property comes to market, a lot of times the other agents will become aware of it, but they'll become aware of it and it will say for clients only, which means that that agent has to then convince a buyer to pay their fee in order for them to bring a property to their attention. So, you know, until you've been disappointed and until you've looked for property for a very long time, you don't understand the value of actually retaining someone to act on your behalf. So a lot of times, you know, things sit around for a period of time before they're actually sold just because the structure is wrong. But, you know, if if an agent was able to say, I can offer you a fee for, an, for a buyer you have that I haven't got then that that process becomes a much shorter process. So this doesn't really happen much outside of London, but in London, it's really dependent on collaboration. It's really dependent on agents talking to each other and sharing information with each other. Um, and, you know, you don't want to give your property to too many agents and flood the market so it looks like something's wrong with it. But, you know, you do want to give a healthy fee so that they can actually do that for you and bring in as many people as they can who's going to get the job done. So you're saying here that a sole agency uh, agreement is not necessarily better? Um, it's not necessarily better. It does put the responsibility on one person. And I know that if I had a sole agency, I'd be feeling like, oh my God, I've got to do this and I've got to perform, but it's not always the best strategy. And I think, um, you know, strategy is key and, and, and getting advice, you know, from someone, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know, uh, who else does this sort of thing, but I would imagine a lot of, uh, buying agents probably do. But what we do is we, we really try to do a beauty parade for clients and then help them devise a strategy help them choose the right agents and then monitor that process for them. So get feedback on the viewings, um, give feedback on any interest and how they should go about doing something, uh, how they can go about trying to close the deal. And then we hold their hand throughout that whole process until, until it's completed. So uh, I think uh, that, that all that is really important. So um, I think that... Uh, the conclusion of, of, of what we're trying to say now is you, you don't necessarily want to go with one agent. You don't want to go with more than two, maximum, maximum three, but try to choose different profile agents. So what we always that say is go with, you know, a multinational who's got all the power to really get the word out go with an independent uh, sort of family type property agency where, you know, it's very hands on and everybody is, is, is uh, you know, in so, on the knowledge. So each person brings or each agency brings their own specialty to the table, in other words. Exactly. Then that way you get to cover a, a vast array of uh, exposure through through different avenues because, you know, just because you've got it on the market with 
you know, um, um, a multi-office agency, it doesn't mean that they're going to have the same reach as a multinational agency who's then not going to have the same reach as the boutique agency that, you know, might deal with a handful of family offices and high net worth individuals. So getting it right to get the right price and the right strategy is important. And listen to your agents. People, people talk to loads of agents and then decide not to listen to them and do what they think is best. And I'll give you an example uh, of these three buildings in Knightsbridge. This is going back a decade now, where the buyer was an overseas buyer and some somebody had brought him three buildings and told him, we've got three freehold buildings in Knightsbridge and you can buy them all for £10 million. He felt very clever that he was going to buy these 10 buildings with no advice from anybody and getting getting himself a real great deal. And after he completed on, on, on the buildings and once, you know, everything started to unravel, he suddenly realized that actually a whole bunch of the flats in these buildings were sold on 999 year leases. So yeah. it wasn't such a great deal after all. Yeah. And, you know, at a time you're like that, you sort of think, so how clever do you feel now that you didn't yes. pay a buying agent one and a half percent to protect you? Yes. So I think that's all really important. You need professional help. You do need professional help and an expert to hold your hand. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that talk and we look forward to our next masterclass. Thanks for listening to the London Property Podcast. Head over to londonproperty.co.uk and subscribe to our newsletter to receive latest updates.